Hello, everybody. This is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome back to episode 53 of the Stone Cold Silver Podcast. We are coming up on Christmas. Yeah, happy holidays to everybody. By the time you listen to this, I guess by the time there's the, the next episode's out, Christmas will have passed. So, happy holidays to everyone. Happy holidays. Happy, sort of happy and safe season for everybody. Yeah. It's always nice to just be with family. And hopefully for, for everyone listening, it's, it's a nice time of the year for people. Mm-hmm. If if people are are looking for you know better times, just know that 2016 is around the corner. Yeah, and it's it's always nice to start a year off fresh. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's crazy. It's I think it's one of those rare times. Maybe people's birthdays might count as one as well, but the new year it's it's almost globally a clean slate. And although you, for me, I got to be careful because. The last few, I guess, resolutions that I've made, mm-hmm. I have not. I have done well on some, but you know, some others I haven't been able to do well on. I've definitely continued to live a pretty healthy lifestyle. I've been going, uh, going to the gym and working out a lot more, eating cleaner. You've been doing really well on that, right? Yeah, I think so. I uh, I'm around my high school weight, which That's is awesome. weird. Which is weird. Um, I don't, I don't feel like I look like my high school weight, so I'm still working on it. I think one of the things that I had to get over was that muscle weighs more than fat. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, you might be heavier, but you'll look thinner type of thing. Yeah. Um, this is clearly very scientific the way I, I judge all this stuff, but <laughs> hey, you know, I got a scale into my bed and I step on it, um, but I've been trying to follow this rule of break break a sweat once a day. Yeah. That's been the most important thing for me. What? Me, for a couple of reasons. One, I just feel better if I've if I've worked out. I feel like, you know, hormonally and all that stuff and mood wise, like all that stuff has been all the good stuff's been boosted. And then another thing is just it just keeps my the the skin on my face a lot clearer. Mm-hmm. Just so that dirt buildup doesn't sort of build up too much how do we get on this topic new Um, year yeah new year yeah but the one resolution that i haven't been doing well on is drinking more every year the semi-joke resolution is you're gonna drink more this year but i never i never sort of make my way through it (laughs) i'll do my best but no i give it the old college try but it doesn't seem to go anywhere I remember that we did have that conversation last year. You said you were going to drink more. It was an interesting. It's an interesting resolution because that's not what most people would uh would want. Yeah, but most people also don't uh feel the effects that I do. Yeah, it's crazy though, and it, it, it's. I read this thing that you know because I I'm part of the Asian population that is missing that enzyme in my liver, so I found out there's there's really two types of sort of the Asian flush right. There's a one type of Asian flush where you're lacking an enzyme, and then it takes you twice as long to process alcohol as most people. Uh, and some of the other effects include like ridiculously increased heart rates, sweating, like skin flushes, all that stuff. So none of that stuff sounds really good, right? Yeah. My roommate has it the opposite way. He's got like overactive enzymes, so his body digests it twice as fast. So he gets hung over earlier in the night. 
like most people like will wake up hungover like he will be hungover by the time he gets to bed hmm. so i guess it's a matter of do you want like do you want enough railroad tracks to get you there but then like you'll fly right past your stop or do you not want any railroad tracks and you never get there i see i don't know if that was the right image no i get you so i found that to be really interesting yeah that is um so I think I'll make it another resolution this year to to drink more. I don't know. Have you thought about your res- uh, your resolutions at all? Uh, not really. I'm not really one to set New Year's resolutions. I guess we probably discussed this a lot in the podcast maybe a year ago. Although we have to go back and listen to that maybe like episode five or six at the time. Oh, geez. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I tend I tend to not really set resolutions. I just I mean for for this year this year is a big year for me. Um, I hope this year to finish up just about all the work that I need to on my PhD. So I'm, I'm set to graduate maybe by December or January. Oh, wow. Um, I plan to get married in the spring of 2017. So maybe like March or April of 2017. Okay. Um, so obviously a lot of wedding planning will have to take place and we'll have to be pretty much ready, ready to go when, when December rolls around, you know, a year from now. Um, I will probably like, if I'm assuming I'm in position to graduate on time and, and you know, when I want to graduate, then I will probably have to be looking for a job and figure out where we want to move, maybe looking for a house. So it's a big year in terms of things that I'll potentially have to do. Um, but like, what do I actually want to change that's different than this year? I mean, I, I, I obviously want to work out more. Um, I, this year was pretty good for me with working out, but by the end of this year, you know, um, you know, when I came back from Seattle, uh, I was, I was working pretty hard, you know, this fall. Um, mm-hmm. on a lot of my work and I made a lot of good progress on a lot of work. Um, you know, a couple of publications, or at least, you know, a cl- collaborator for the publication, not first author, but, um, I just been putting in a lot of work in the lab and I'm really happy with that work, but at the same time it takes away from my gym time. So I've actually put on a couple of pounds, um, that I didn't have this, this summer. So I'd like to, I'd like to, you know, dedicate a little bit more time throughout the week to spend in the gym. And that's obviously the one that everybody says, but and and it's it's hard to i think to go to the gym in the winter like for me at least i have to go out of my house to go to the gym um to walk from the car into the gym and just in the, in the freezing cold and come back to a cold car after working out you're just exhausted it's really hard to motivate yourself to go during then but oh oh without a doubt i get that yeah it can't be easy yeah but you know i'll make it happen I'll make it happen yeah, I don't know if there's anything I want to change so much. Um, I think that what will be nice in 2016 is sort of, for me, growing more comfortable with who I am. Mm-hmm. I think as you get older, you start to figure out, like, oh, this is just who I am. There's some things that are good. There's some things that I can work on. But overall, you start to average out a little bit more, right? Right. Like, as you're younger, I'm saying that's like, I'm 50 years old, but it seems like the ability to vary uh, your trajectory is a lot greater. But then with each passing year, you start to get more comfortable in your own skin. And I think that's going to be something that I try and work on this upcoming year. Just get a lot more comfortable in my own skin. Right. And I think that'll be important. Just so, it, I don't know, maybe it's just like a more of a confidence thing when I'm, when I'm going out on these dates with these girls or whatever that... For for me, it's always about trying to impress the girl. 
but I tend to forget that, you know, it, it, there's two parts of that equation, and it doesn't have to always be about, oh, what can I bring to the table? I feel like when I'm when I'm looking, because, you know, I, I'll date really casually, and then that'll be fine. You know, the girls come, they go, they might stay for a little bit, yeah. and then they might bounce. But it seems like whenever I, I think I've, I've found someone who could be really interesting, I sort of self-torpedo myself where I try and, I try and maybe either, either it's coming on too strong or it's trying too hard. I think I have to, I think that'll, that would stem from some self-confidence things that I'm working on and so for 2016, that'll be something that hopefully I will be, is the right term better? Is it to be better at that? I don't know. Maybe just more comfortable with who I am. I understand. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't envy I'm excited you. for 2016 though. <laughs> yeah. You don't yeah. envy me? I don't envy you in terms of having a date. I wanted to finish that thought and not leave it there. Don't Not that I don't envy you in, in certain aspects of your life. I just don't envy the having to like the the process of dating i was never like i never really went out of my way to date too much you know the, the way lane and i ended up together was more like random like friends getting together and all of a sudden it just you know old friends getting together it wasn't like we hung out or talked all the time so there was less of that friend zone that really existed at the time and, and maybe the thought on both of our parts to say that there's a potential that this could turn into something more and we weren't like apprehensive and worried worried about ruining a friendship like some people are with friends. We had, we hadn't really like hung out or talked too much in a few years, so we we ended up catching up and we just really liked talking to each other. We were talking all the time. Um. So like I I've never really, I've never really been actively dating, you know, mm -hmm. like looking for someone to date. Um, like had an online profile or anything. At times I think it could be fun. Like it could have been something fun to do, but. I'm I'm happy that you know I'm where I am. Oh, absolutely! I think you have what everyone is looking for. Yeah, I guess if I wasn't happy, that would be kind of a problem, wouldn't it? Uh, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. But what's to say that? No, no, absolutely, no. It's it's been a lot of fun dating, just meeting a lot of people. Some of them are comically bad, which you've gone through. And it's nice that I can just laugh about it on the you know on the way out. Yeah. But yeah, I think for me it's partly if I work out, I'll I'll get more fit, which so like self betterment for me is in two parts, right? One is the physical aspect, so just working out, you get more fit, you look more physically attractive. Right. That's sort of the initial like bait, right? That's also a terrible, terrible comparison. But I completely understand you. Right. That's that's the first part. And the second part is becoming more comfortable with who you are so that I like to think I'm a well adjusted person, but it's when you have the sort of dating cloud over you, it's like, okay, things things would definitely change a little bit. Yeah. But we'll see. We'll see. That's I guess what I'm looking forward to in 2016. A lot of people are always afraid, like, oh, one more year. Um, didn't do as much as I wanted to last year. I hate looking forward. It's like, no, I do like looking forward. I think every year, for at least for us, we've been 
you know, blessed enough to have each year be bigger than the last year. Yeah. And it's new frontiers and new challenges and new accomplishments. And I'm really, really stoked to to see what 2016 has in hold. Because if it's anything like 2015, it's going to be a wild ride. <laughs> it's a good year. 2015 is a good year. I'm yeah. excited. Excited to keep to like just keep growing, um, uh, to move up, you know, expand my career, get closer, you know, just another step closer to to graduating. And I think the exciting thing is to see my growth and see where I was, say, four years ago and where I am now. The difference between me when I was when I had to take classes and me now, where everything I do is strictly research based, um, and just like the, to to. To be able, like when I get an email, right? If I get an email from a collaborator and they ask me to explain something that they don't understand and I can explain it, I think really well, or I know I understand the topic well enough to explain it to them. I don't know. It's kind of like an exciting feeling to, to be able to know so much to explain it to another like super smart person, somebody that I know is super smart. Because like I told you before, I suffer heavily from the imposter syndrome. I feel like I've faked my way or I've tricked everybody into believing that I could belong in many ways. And to to like to be asked a question by somebody that I know is very smart and be able to explain things to them, I I, I don't know. It's just a, it's something that's that's exciting for me to do, and I certainly couldn't have addressed many of these emails four or five years ago. And most of the time, I can address everything without having to defer to my advisor. That's that's great. I think it's one of those things that sneaks up on you. Yeah, it just kind of happens. Right in the beginning, you're asking other people. Mm-hmm. You're sort of a little bit more uncomfortable with what you can bring to the table, and then slowly but surely, as you gather more information, you gather more experiences, you become more confident in your own ability. One day, it's like, oh no, I know the answer to that, yeah. and it's because of this and the other, and it's because I did this thing or that thing. And oh wait, do I kind of know what I'm doing? <laughs> yeah, right. That's crazy. It always seems like we in this world we need something to be like a like a gong goes off mm-hmm. and be like, oh, you've leveled up. Now you know all of these skills, and you know them like the back of your hand, and you can easily recall them at a moment's notice. I go, no, that's not really how it works. You're always gathering more information. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I guess before we look forward too much, you know, it is the it is the end of the year. So I know that you had a holiday party beforehand. Um, I had a holiday party with my old group on Thursday night, and boy, oh boy, was that a rager. So, it was great. It was my old group, and I love those guys, and it was the first time I got to see all of them again. Yeah. And before going in, I was told to dress up, and I, I confirmed with one of my good friends he was going to suit up, so I said, okay, I don't I don't care who else is wearing what. If you're going to suit up, I'm going to suit up. So I wore my brown suit, and I was going to get on the subway with it, but then it was raining, and I didn't want to move my shoes, so I called an Uber. Okay. What was interesting about that is uh, the driver was from Uzbekistan, and we were talking about how his wife is out there still, his kid is out there, and he's just working as hard as he can to send money. So that once he gets his green card, he's going to try and get his family over here. Okay. We were talking about, you know, shared love of, you know, certain foods from home and cigarettes from home and how you like what you like. And it's sometimes hard when you're in a foreign place and you're trying to find something to substitute things. Yeah. Um, it's sort of like home-cooked meals. 
Like, you can go anywhere in the world, but if you ever have a home-cooked meal, there's just something really special about that. Yeah, absolutely. So he was saying how there's certain foods that he misses a lot, you know. There's a, there's certain, like, beverages or, or teas or cigarettes that he can only find in Uzbekistan, uh, and he's doing his best to find some similar ones in the U.S., so. What could have been just a really boring Uber drive was actually turned out to be really nice. He thought I was, he thought I was married. Uh, <laughs> he goes, oh, you know, where, what is, why are you going to a party without your wife? And I go, well, that's easy. Uh, <laughs> she passed away. No, I'm kidding. Uh, oh, I don't Jesus, have... <laughs> man. Come on. Um, no, it was just like, you know, he goes, you're, how old are you? And I go, how old do you think I am? He goes, what are you, 25, 26? I go, wow, how did you know that? He goes, ah, you look good tonight. So I gave you a few years. I go, you motherfucker. <laughs> he goes, I oh, thought you were great. 21 when you stepped in. Oh, God. Um, he goes, he goes, you're 26. What are you doing? Like, why aren't you, why aren't you trying to find a wife? I go, you too? Um, he goes, what? Is it just because you work a lot? I go, yeah, I guess I do. I guess I do work a bit. He goes, yeah, but there's always time. There's more time than you think there is. He goes, stop using that as an excuse not to not to do something. I was like, oh damn, hmm. this man's this man's being real with me all of a sudden. Real, real son. Yeah, I mean, we were stuck in traffic a little bit, so yeah. But it was good. Uh, I shook his hand on the way out, and then I showed up at uh, the apartment of the guy who was sort of hosting it on behalf of the the team because he had a great space. Right. He has his beautiful penthouse apartment. That's in his family, uh, on in Brooklyn, on Kent, near uh, Will- in Williamsburg, and it overlooks New York, like uh, Manhattan. Okay. And it was on like this, I forget what floor it was on, but it was really high up. And then so I, I show up, and I'm like ringing the doorbell, but I can hear the bass coming out of the apartment. I go, "Can they hear me? Let me hit it again." No answer. I was like, "Should I just open?" And I open the door and I walk right in. And I go. Well, I hope this is the right apartment because if I walk in on some crazy nonsense, I might not walk out. Um, and so I walk in and everyone sees me and then it's just like the, like, it was such a great moment to see everybody and recognize everybody. So it took me a while to make, wake, make my way around the, the party, but I definitely said hi to everybody. Yeah. And it was really nice because even though it had only been a month, it's the first time I've been seeing a, a good amount of them. Though the ones that I've been close with, I've been seeing a lot more regularly. You know, I've got a friend, uh, she comes over for dinner every Monday. I've had some other friends come over for dinner because they were jealous that we were doing this on a, on a normal, you know, scale or a normal time frame. So there was, there was that as well. And it was just great. Everyone, I was, I was a little bit late because I had to come from work and then, you know, shower, get dressed and whatnot. So right. Plus traffic. Bit, plus traffic. People were a little bit further along, uh, than me. Because obviously, um, that would be the case. But it was just nice, and uh, it's funny because as people get more and more drunk, you can sort of see like just some funny things that start to happen. Um, especially when you start to get music, when you put on music, and it's like, oh, people are dancing. That's always a fun thing to watch, like how people dance. Um, some people are dancing a little bit more suggestively than others. <laughs> Uh, which is always like, oh, like, okay, I know you. It's like, oh, yeah, you're, you're how many in? Okay, you're feeling <laughs> the music. It's a holiday party. You're feeling the music, you know? It's, it's fine, but. Yeah. For me, it was just sort of like, I, I always like catching up with people. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, I feel like I could just talk for hours, but it, it almost felt overwhelming at times because there were so many people I wanted to have these conversations with, but, you know, it's a loud apartment at that point. There's like 40, 50 people at his place. Right. And, you know, the music is bumping. Like, you can feel the walls shake with the bass. I'm surprised that there was not a single noise complaint all night. <laughs> and we were playing some 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 uh, some tracks really loudly with the bass turned all the way up. Right. Um, I didn't know what was going to come first, a noise complaint or I was blowing out the windows. <laughs> <laughs> but... but but it was it was great um, just to just to see everybody. It was uh, such a such a nice thing to such a nice thing to have. Yeah. And to me, it's you know okay, it's how do you want to navigate through this thing? You know, you're gonna you're gonna come in and at first I was all right. I know the people I'm definitely gonna want to talk to tonight, and some people that hopefully I'll get a chance to talk to. But you know, all of that went out the window when I walked in because people were like mugging me a little bit. And it was great, but. Then I was like, okay, like I gotta talk to you, and then I'm trying to get to the other side of the room, but I can't just like, like blow past everybody and be like, no, hold on, I'm not gonna talk to you yet. I'm gonna talk to some other people. Yeah. First, so it's like you know, I felt like a politician making my way through the room, like <laughs> having these conversations with everybody, and it was just great. Everyone's doing so well, and the team's doing great, and you know, it was it was so nice to see everybody. That's really yeah. good. Yeah, they had uh, they had some good food, man. Oh, um, they ordered like these, uh, like a charcuterie plate, a cheese plate, like these mini sandwiches. Oh, it was like, uh, it was like, not sl- it was like slider size, Yeah. but you know, they had a caprese one and they had like a chicken curry salad one and man, they, they went all out. You know, you gotta give a shout out to Felicia for, for planning the whole thing. I'm sure other people were involved. I don't want to take it away from them, but <laughs> no, no, I hear you. But you know, Felicia Felicia did a bang up job on on getting everything together. I know a lot of people went early to set it up, and shout out to them too. They want to leave the crew behind. Yeah. What was funny was, so as the night's progressing, and I'm just like talking to people, and you know, people are getting a little bit more hammered, and you know, I'm standing in the hallway, I'm uh, just like, you know, catching up with people, having a good time, and all of a sudden we walk in uh, I, I peer into the living room and one of the girls who's on the team her boyfriend has passed out <laughs> and not like a, oh I'm really tired I'm just gonna close my eyes for a minute like this man this man died <laughs> this man died on the couch and it was crazy because he was obviously he was a boyfriend of one of the girls that worked in the group and he I guess he just like drank a lot really fast because I re- I remember earlier like he was dancing a lot he was going crazy and then he sat on the couch and this man is like head forty five degree <laughs> angle with his mouth open just like breathing deeply like you know you know you know he's gone yeah. you know he he he's swimming with the fishes and it's funny <laughs> because the, uh, there was a, a picture that me and my friend we sort of sat next to him we both like leaned on him like the three of us like all at a all at an angle pretending to be asleep yeah um. But what was crazy was, like, people were trying to wake him up. People were like, oh, my God, are you okay? And then, like, people would push him. Not push him. People would, like, touch him or, like, sort of, like, jostle his shoulder a little bit. Like, nothing would happen. And then somebody tried to like, really, like, vigorously shaking his, shaking him. Like, this uh, this VP that showed up, the actual head of the entire group, came over. And he was like, oh, who is this guy and what is going on? <laughs> I think he thought that guy was, like, on his team, which would be a terrible look. Yeah, yeah, absolutely terrible look. But he like kicks the guy's foot, doesn't move. Like, oh, God. oh my god, this man, 
this man's died. This man's, this man's, di- this man's dead. Uh, and at one point, we were like, oh, you know, just let him sleep. It's fine. And 20 minutes later, he jumps up, eyes <laughs> wide open, and just starts dancing again. And I was, at this point, you know, working the music because uh, Destiny's Child, Say My Name, has to come on at some point. Apparently, according, according to Sandy. According to Sandy. You know, that's one of the first music videos I remember watching and that really stayed with me. You know the one? You know the one. I know I know the one. I mean, the, the, that music video is so good. The different colored rooms and like how they're like voguing a little bit. Oh, my God. It's just so 90s. It's so 90s. It's But it's so good. My, my first music video that I remember is probably like uh, Puff Daddy or, or Notorious B.I.G. or Mace. I was, I was the oh, East, Co- East Coast rapper. Yeah, man. Mace. I love Mace and Betha. Mace oh. and Betha. Harlem oh, World, God. dude. Great CD. Shout out to Mace. <laughs> Shout out to Mace. <laughs> Keeping it eight more than 92. Double Up was all right. And I never listened to the, to the Welcome Back CD. But, you know, Mace was the man. Yeah. I mean, because somebody put uh, Nelly Rye with me on, and I go, oh, oh, we're opening up the door? Oh, we're allowed to go back? Okay. Way, um, way back, huh? Yeah, I mean, Cody, the guy who owns the apartment, he uh, he's a big Bieber fan, so we definitely oh, got God. to hear, sorry, <laughs> and what do you mean a couple of times? Like, it kept coming up. But people were feeling it, man. People were feeling it. Yeah. But yeah, so he, so, th- so this dude who is dead pulls a Lazarus on everybody and just wakes up. Again. And just and it just starts jamming, just dancing and dancing and dancing. And then proceeds to sit back down, like two songs later, and falls asleep again. And we're like, so is this a parlor trick? Or or nah. Yeah. Like, I don't it was terro equal parts terrifying and equal parts awe inspiring. Like, wow, this man this man did a force revive of himself. Oh god. You know what I mean? Emergency reserve system. I was about online. to say I couldn't remember what it was. Emergency <laughs> reserve system. That's what it is. Emergency reserves systems are back online. Shout out to Treyarch, who made a really really weird campaign. That was uh, a strange game. Don't know what happened, but but you you, you brought two people together to play it on realistic <laughs> difficulty. We're not going to get into it right now, but um, yeah. Shout out to David Vandahar for just. You know, keeping that community healthy as much as you can. Yeah, as much as you can. Um, hashtag get rid of steel based matchmaking. Apparently, that's the thing. Yeah, they, apparently they got rid of it. I don't want to get political, though. I didn't want to get well, political. Well, apparently they got rid of it. Like, apparently last night when you and I were playing it, it, it was it was non existent again. They implemented oh. it for maybe a couple of days and people noticed it and then people flipped out about it yesterday and supposedly it disappeared. So, oh. so that could be why things were a lot easier for us last night. Are you saying I'm not good? Uh, it's not that I'm saying that you're not good at all, actually. That's How the thing. dare you? That, no, that's the thing, because it was the same as usual, really. Okay. And that's there true. were definitely people that were in there that had higher you know, score per minute or whatever than us, and we still did really well. We lost two games of, like, 10. 11. 11. Well, two out of 13. Two out of 13, okay. we went 11 and 2. Nice. I'll take, the, I'll take those that, that, uh, that ratio. No, it's a great ratio. Anyways, anyways. Mm-hmm. Emergency reserve systems back online and then he would just like stand up and just start dancing and go crazy. <laughs> and you gotta respect that. That I, man I, that man <laughs> that man well, I guess it's a question, right? But he would not be denied his place on the dance floor. Yeah. 
That man died and went to heaven and decided, you know what? Overrated and came back to us and <laughs> kept dancing. Kept dancing the night away. And it's just like, is that a good look, though? You know, when, like, the head of your group comes over and is, like, afraid that mm. he, this guy who's passed out is in his group. Like, that can't be a good look, right? Yeah, no, absolutely not. Last thing you want. Yeah. That can't be a good look. What was interesting was, as we continue to go deeper into the night, at one point, I was catching up with my really good friend. Uh, he helped me get my job at FanDuel. Um, my good friend, shout out to Harry Go. Uh, I don't, I don't know what else I want to call him. Oh, his, uh, he refers to himself in his email handle as, uh, the sexiest man alive. <laughs> um, it's actually in his email. I'm not going to give you his email, but just know that the term sexiest man alive makes it into his email address. <laughs> but I was talking to him in, in, uh, in the bedroom because it was 20 degrees cooler and it was quieter by 20 decibels. Okay. So we're talking, whatever, whatever, and then. A couple of my good friends, they pop their head and like, oh, this is where you two went. And then, so we were having a conversation about this girl that I met at this Friendsgiving that I went to a couple weeks ago. Um, and then the girl and her boyfriend, who actually held the Friendsgiving, who also worked at that group, came in. And they were talking about it. And then, like, it was one of those things where, like, it was a sitcom, right? Like, you start talking and then, like, somebody else pops their head and like, hey, what are we talking about in here? And so at one point, it's me, my good friend Harry, the, the girl and the boyfriend who threw the Friendsgiving and like I want to say eight other people, and they're all recounting or just hearing me tell the story about this girl that I met, who I thought was really cute. And then part of the group is like, oh, well, if she just got out of a serious relationship, you should give her some time because, you know, she's not going to want to just jump into anything. Other people are like, yeah, you don't want to be a rebound that way. And other people are like, fuck it. Life's so short. Life is short. Say something. Or life is short. Do something. You know, because what's the worst that can happen? She says no. Boo-hoo. Move on. <laughs> wouldn't you rather know early than late yeah and I guess so yeah and then the the boss guy comes in the guy who like kicked that dude to see if he was awake he comes in and he's giving me this advice too he goes you know what life is short chase it you know carpe diem he didn't use those words but he definitely said life is short and then we were just i was like kind of had an out-of-body experience like am i having all these random not random people am i having all these people Tell me, like, what to do about my love life. Like, I, like this spiraled out of control, you know. I thought it was going to be one person at first, and then maximum, another three people. Okay, real maximum, you know, eight people total. Now it's like, oh, my God, there's, like, 15 people in this room. And we're talking about this. And this one girl uh, who's a designer, she goes, oh, let me let me bring in my husband. He always has such great insight uh, when this when, when we come to this stuff. Go, oh, great, you know, you, got, you guys are clearly married. Something worked. You know, I want to see what the moves he said were. So this man gets brought in. He's definitely had something to drink. And <laughs> we kind of gave him a spiel for the situation. He looks down for a second. Looks back up at me. He goes, when in doubt, send a dick pic. I go, hold the phone. You're going oh, to say that? You're going to say that with the head of the group next to me, man? Thank God I'm not part of the team anymore. Because that would have been. Kind of embarrassing. A little, kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now the funny thing is, the VP took his phone out of his pocket and pointed it at my groin and pretended to take a picture. So, <laughs> in my brain, I'm like, "Are you playing along because you think it's funny, or are you playing along because you're terrified and you just want to get out and you think the quickest way to do so is to play along?" Uh, who knows? Who knows, who knows at this point, right? Eddie? 
Like, if you're the head of your group and you walk into the your your group's like holiday party, they're, they're talking about this stuff. It's, I guess, it's nice that they they're comfortable enough around you, right? Right. Like, not everyone just shuts down. Like, oh, you know, how are you doing? How's the family? Like, you're you're doing all this filler uh, conversation. At least you can you can see like, oh, your people are real, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I can't imagine that being the the best thing though. To to scream out when in doubt, send a dick pic. Yeah. I don't know. What but you know, that's that's just me though. <laughs> yeah, and then at a certain point there was these two girls at the party who were like dancing really suggestively with each other right next to him. Uh-huh. I was like I was like, Huh, is this a good look? He goes, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Cause I'm just just imagine me to be a fly on the wall. You know? Basically. I'm just, I'm just here to just here to observe, to audit, you know, see how I like it. Yeah. But uh I feel like, you know, the rule to the holiday party is try not to drink too much. Definitely don't drink too much. Definitely try and get some food in you, if you can, if you are going to drink. Mm-hmm. You know, and talk to people and make sure you have that one thing that you can walk away from the holiday party knowing that you knew uh, something different than when you walked in, besides having fun. But I sort of employ those rules so I, you know, I walk around and I get to know some, like, new people if they're new and catch up with old people in that way. There's always these little little moments you can walk away with them. you know what today, today was a lot of fun because i got to find out about this i got to learn about that and, and so that's how i'm approaching holiday parties definitely 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 not a good look to get too drunk at a holiday party i'll tell you that much at a company holiday party that is oh, no if, bueno. it is not good you you end up making yourself look like a fool in front of a lot of people it doesn't even have to be a holiday party any company outing you know you go to dinner with you know you go to business dinner go to dinner with your boss or your boss's boss, do not get too drunk. That's the number one rule, in my opinion. Um, like, oh, unless, unless they're all getting, unless they're all getting super drunk, but like, if you gotta follow their lead. If you, you gotta know your place and you have to follow their lead. Cause if you go in there and you make yourself look like a fool, then first of all, they're not gonna take you out again, but they're gonna start looking at you differently in the office. When it comes time to, you know, you know, give out a promotion or, um, you know, give raises, maybe not give raises, but at least for a promotion, you know, you, you, in the back of their head, they're going to sit there and think, well, does this person know how to act in a social environment when you're dealing with clients or you're dealing with these other, you know, super important people? Yeah. No, I hear you, man. Yeah. It's, it can be, oh, it can be a rough one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to Lena a while back, actually, maybe a year or two ago. She was at a company like lunch. It was like, I think it was for the holidays. And, um, a couple of her coworkers had ordered alcohol on on the company's. Di- it was supposed to be a company paid um, lunch, and they ordered some alcohol. And I think they had to go back to the office afterward because they had to finish their shift. It was like it was a lunch, but they had oh, people working Jesus. like you know some people worked the night shift, some people worked the day shift, and there was a bit of an overlap. So some people, these, some of these people ordered drinks, but like the company was like, whoa, like. When when the when the uh, the manager whoever it was that saw the check like saw the bill, and realized that some people got alcohol, he was like, "Wait, uh, I can't put this on the company car. Like, I can't expense that." Right. Um. And so then then you know it had to be a big thing. Those people got called out, and then you realize like you know because those people got called out, other it drew attention to it from other people. Then you yeah. realize, wait, those those people are going back to the office, and they had like how many drinks? Two, three yeah. drinks, something like that. And so it just became a, it just becomes a thing. Uh-huh. So, there. I got a I got a short funny story about that. Yeah. I went to. 
so this was like way back in American Express time, and I was at a different group prior to joining my uh, the mobile group that I you know was there for close to two years with. Mm-hmm. And this was like the transition period, so I was grabbing lunch with this girl Caitlin, who's like I'm really close with, and you know definitely a mentor. Um, I was I used to work with her at Ogilvy, and she was my first creative that was assigned sort of with me on American Express work like five years ago, which is crazy. And I remember I had to have her work a weekend for a little bit, and I bought her a bottle of Grey Goose. And we've been friends ever since. Um, But we went to lunch across the street from the office, and, you know, we went to a barbecue place. So I got like a, I don't know, I got a sandwich and something. She got a sandwich and something, and we shared some mac and cheese. But we both got a drink. I got a gin and tonic, and she got something else. She finishes her drink because the girl can drink. Um, the girl's a tank. It's crazy. Like her tolerance is otherworldly. Me, otherworldly on the opposite spectrum. You know, you somebody opens a bottle in the room and I'm already drunk and I'm already you know about to go to bed. So I had like three sips of this thing and then I had to give it to her because I I you know got the flush and I'm starting to like I get really drowsy when I when I drink and if I don't like drink more to push through it like it's I'm just gonna like want to find a place to you know pass out. Yeah. So what happened was we finished lunch and then we go back and I'm sitting at my desk and I'm just my eyes are like heavy as shit. So what I did was I went home. This is like two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> I, I live like I live across the street from the office, right? Yeah. Like it's, like, it's like a short ten minute walk. You've you've made the walk with me. Um, I walked home and I took a nap. And I woke up an hour later. <laughs> And I went back into the office all good. <laughs> it, was, it was such a bad look. Oh god. She she makes fun of she still makes fun of me whenever I bring it up, but like that's like I had three sips of a of a drink and then I just left the office. I was like, Nope, not gonna be able to do it. Got it. <laughs> I love how you not- find a way to throw that into it. That's my favorite that's my favorite thing. Yeah. You always find a way to throw it into the podcast. Yeah, just not gonna be able to do it. And I I just went back home and I went to bed. Yeah, it was uh, not my finest moment. You know, I'll be <laughs> honest, not my not my finest moment. But but it uh it made me who I am today. Yeah. So it was uh it was crazy, man. It was just it was it was a lot of fun. But uh but yeah. So so oh yeah. Uh, sort of like the the falling asleep thing. Is also not a good thing. Yeah. Because that that's probably like reminiscent a little bit of how much you've had to drink. But now, thank God this guy isn't part of the group. You know, I think that's, yeah, the, that's the big disclaimer. Like, oh, he's not part of the group. Like, there's no, you can't punish this guy in any way, shape, or form. Right. But because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not on him. Right. But I'll, it kind of is because you are the significant other of a girl who is in her, his group. Right. I was going to say that. I don't know how professionally that looks um, for um, for her, but it's not as bad as if he is she if she did it or if he did it with his own, you know, at his own company's uh, holiday party. Oh, absolutely. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's definitely true. Yeah. So what else? Um. I guess like dancing at a holiday party, you got to be careful about as well. 
Yeah, um, yeah, that's. For I mean, sure. you could definitely have some fun, right? Because the assumption is that most, if most people are drinking, then most people are a little bit loose. So you you should definitely have fun. Like no one's telling you not to have fun, but you should probably watch like how you're dancing, um, how you're dancing with whom. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that stuff is still sort of like you know leave leave room for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, I think I think that still comes into play a little bit. Yeah, I mean, like I was trying to say earlier, like, you know, you got to follow the example of others, you know, see what other people are doing. If if people are, if it's a super reserved type of thing, you can't be dancing like crazy. And if uh, if nobody else is drinking hard, then you probably should be drinking hard either. Yeah, then right? It, like, 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 match the intensity of the people around you. Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely a good point. Uh... What else did I want to? Oh, that reminds me of this holiday party that I was at at Ogilvy a long, 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 long time ago. Where it turns out that so that year I was out because I, I went home, but it, they had a rager at the office. Eleven stories. Each story had its own open bar, really? own dance floor, um, own DJ. Like they're just playing massively different types of music, and you know, you uh, people just going nuts. And the morn, the next morning, a company-wide email goes out from like the senior-level woman with a picture of a girl's underwear attached, and said, "To wh- to whoever left this on my desk, please, you know, please stop by and pick it up." And that was crazy because this was a company-wide email. Mm-hmm. And somebody, for some reason, either decided to do something nasty on somebody else's desk. Oh, God. Or just decide, you know what? I'm going home without these. You can have them. And just threw it on somebody else's desk. Like, either way, that is sort of a career career suicidal. Yeah. Yeah, man. To be pulling off something foolish like that. It's insane. Absolutely insane. That, uh, that 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 people are doing that kind of nonsense. Yeah. So that's like whenever I'm at a holiday party, I sort of like remind myself, like, oh well, you know, you've you've definitely not been a part of like crazy terrible things, and let's keep it that way. But just in case you needed a refresher, mm-hmm. here are some of the crazy things that people have done in the past. Cue music. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, but all in all, dude, it was an amazing holiday party. Uh, I was definitely I was definitely one of the last people to leave. Um, I Ubered it back with uh, my good friend uh, Harry, okay, and uh, my other good friend like Shelly. She was there till the end. She cleaned up, and I thought that was a really nice thing for her to do. Um, cause the guy who who owned the place was like so dead at the end. Um, him and his sister who lived together, like they were just the the world's best host. Shout out to Cody and Cody's sister. Um, best host company party 2015. Framex. Um you know, I'm just like best host ever. Yeah, you're getting out so many so many shout outs. Then again, yeah. I guess I did give a shout out to uh Mace. Uh, Mace. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. It's only only fair for you to give out shout outs to people who actually listen to the podcast. Yeah. Uh hopefully they listen to the Um and so it was it was nice. I think it, that's that's definitely a nice thing, right? Because everyone else is just bounced uh throughout the evening and if you're one of the last ones 
you know, his, I'm not saying his place was a wreck, but it definitely, you know, he didn't need like a hundred beer bottles like around his apartment. So we took all those out. We like wiped some counters down. And by we, I mean Shelly. Um, I was there still playing some music, you know, cause, cause you can't work. You can't do like housework without music on. So I feel I'm, like... I'm, I'm saying I, I played as integral a role to the cleanup as the people actually cleaning up. <laughs> Is that too much? Maybe bring it back a little bit. Nah. I mean, I did, I did take some stuff out of the apartment. So. Yeah. But it was all in all, it was such a great, uh, great party. I was, I'm very excited that I could make it. That's, that's great. Yeah. To be able to, cause I know that you, you know, leaving, leaving, uh, Amex was tough for you. And I know you had, you built a lot of great relationships. So it's awesome that you're able to spend that time, like to actually attend that holiday party, which is, you know, maybe somewhat typically reserved for only employees, like active employees of the company. So to be able to go spend time with them and, and just, you know, enjoy, like to see them all in one place, like a big reunion sort of thing. So that's awesome that you're able to do that. Yeah. No, I was, I was really happy and excited that I was, uh, able to do something like that i yeah. think just catching up you know yes yeah. uh i mean they're so close friends and like you said it was really tough to leave but is it moments like this that really you know warms your heart and whatnot so yeah for sure but uh it was nice to sort of avoid the, the classic pitfalls of some things <laughs> um what was funny was some friends of mine were really trying to get me to dance uh throughout the evening and the last wedding i went to I danced like a fool. Yeah, you told me. You and told me. And I told you that the music selection was going to be different probably at my wedding. And you said, nah, you just want to be able to whip and nay-nay, right? Well, well, how different were you saying was it going to be? I have no idea. Never thought about Well, I haven't thought too much about the about the, the music selection. I was just, you know, pulling your leg. Got, got to go top 40 though, right? I was, just, I was just messing with you. I don't know because, you know, I don't listen to a lot of music that's on the radio these days. So, um, I think... What are you going to do? Put on Mace? I will not be putting on Mace. Lena, Lena will not allow me. Uh, you know what? Maybe, maybe I'll get one good Mace song. I, oh. I could get I could get one good Mace song. Oh no! Like uh, what is, uh, feel so good. I think is what the song is yeah. called. Yeah, that's a great song, man. That's a good dance song. It's a, it's it like, is a what, good dance song. Nineteen ninety, like we'll say seven, maybe nineteen ninety six, seven, maybe eight. Yeah, nineteen ninety eight, probably. Great song. Love that song. I love that whole era. That whole era of music. Um, not all like. The I can't remember if it was a wedding that I was at or what it was, but some places I'm not, I'm not down with like the music selection because the lyrics just don't match. The the like lyrics what? don't match the occasion. Like you can't really be playing like West Coast like, um, uh, just like hardcore West Coast rap. You know, like, uh, well, like certain certain songs work for it, but like some two like so Tupac for example. I mean, really any rapper, some songs work and some songs don't. It could have a great beat, but if you listen to the words. Eh, it's a little bit iffy, right? So you're saying Yin Yang Twins? No. Well, uh, I mean, I mean, let's debate the merits of this real quick. And the like, you have to you have to have music that's that's comfortable for all people there. You have you have all all sorts of people of different ages. You have young kids there. You have you have like old people there. So you don't want to be playing like. You know, if, if like a 70 year old hears like curse words and songs, they might look at it like, oh, come on, like, you know, but right. like when a kid, so, when a so kid, I can't play, I can't play Kanye West and Jay-Z no, talking about no, what she ordered fish filet. No, you can't, you can't play that because. Then, but then, then how will we know what she ordered, Reza, you, if we don't play the song? You get a DJ who will insert that clip into a mix somehow. 
All right. Is that does that make you feel better? No, I think that's a great song. I like that song. Because <laughs> <laughs> what happens is you have you play these songs and then you have little kids there. Then the parents of those kids hear it, the people that you want to be dancing to the song, and they're like, "Really? You didn't even get the censored version? Or why did you play the song in the first place? Because I ain't down with it. Something like that. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I like to be. I I'm I'm a lot more reserved in in uh just in general, and so. I could probably do a whole like hour of just like old school music from like the twenties or something crazy like that and have a good time with it. Now I know that 90% of the guests are going to be like, really? So that's not how it's going to go down, but there will be, there'll be a very um, deliberate process. I think that we take when it comes to picking the music. The only thing is like, if it's a destination wedding, like Lena would like is, like hiring that DJ and meeting with them and making sure that they play the music that we agree to. Because um, at my cousin's wedding in Mexico um, back in September or uh, yeah, September, I guess late September, they had um, a DJ and they had a very select, they had certain songs that they wanted to play. And with the groom's dance with his mother, they want, there was a Persian song that he wanted to play that she loves. And they ended up playing like, uh, uh, with Scott Smith, I think is his name. They played one of his songs or something, and it's like it's not a bad song, but that's not what I asked you. I wanted to do a dance with my mom. Right. That is not what I asked you for. So how did you screw that up? And he apparently like, they had a list of songs that they wanted to play. He wasn't playing any of them for some reason. So got to be well, careful. That's bogus. That. Yeah, yeah. You, you. I hired you. I paid you money to play the songs right. that I wanted. Right, they still a had a good time. Transaction. Yeah, they had a great time. They were really good about it. But I, I can tell you that that would really, that really would have irritated me if it was my wedding. Like, well, I think you it would can't... be more than irritating you. Yeah, I, I mean, I, if you start, if I, if I heard the song, like, come on, I was supposed to be dancing with my mom. I'm like, hold up, one well, second. hold up, hold up, hold up, second. everybody, hold up, hold I'm gonna up. I'm to talk with you. Real quick. I wouldn't yeah. go along. I wouldn't go along with it. I don't think I would. No, I have a song. I'd be like, wait, that's the wrong song, man. You better fix yeah. that. So. Oh my god. Um. I have no idea how. Oh, I, yeah, I don't. Remember, I don't remember exactly how we got into the subject, but oh yeah, but me neither. The, uh, the song selection will. I I I want to I want to have a song selection that that everyone's gonna be happy with. People will dance to it. I'll dance to it. Um, people will have a good time. So. I mean, the wedding that I was just at last had just phenomenal music. Yeah, they did a great job. It was a good mix of oldies and new uh, and uh, top forty stuff and. I mean, he was just able to seamlessly go from one song to the next, and it was great. But I mean, there's just some bangers, dude. That we gotta, we just gotta make sure we have. <laughs> I mean, the whip and nene is more of just an instru- It's like the new. I want to say it's the uh, Cotton Eye Joe of the new era, because they basically tell you what to do <laughs> with every line. Yeah. Now, I know that Cotton Eye Joe is potentially racist. So I apologize for those more sensitive <laughs> subjects. But, um, sil- when, when Silento was writing Whip and Nene, he knew. He knew that, you know, as a people, we could no longer have Cotton Eye Joe and, you know, the chicken dance be the only, or the Macarena. Like, these are some, these are, are some old, the old breed of, <laughs> what, you know, dancing to instructional stuff. You could you could argue that the YMCA is in there, but uh, you know that's that's not here nor there. Yeah. Uh, but you know the whip and nene is is you know we're we're urbanizing it and we're we're updating it a little bit. 
I think it's important that music stay constant with uh, with the times. So just please have it at your wedding. That's all I ask. I will. I will. We'll, we'll make something happen, Sadie. We'll make something happen. Well, then I just don't think I'm going to be able to make it. Yes, you will. Yes, you well, will. Well, not with that attitude. Yeah, I, I know you're gonna. <laughs> I know you're gonna make it. All right. You're... I'm. I'm. I'm sick. I'm sick that day. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's just uh. No, you're right though. The music is. The music's got to be key. Um, we were we were playing some of the stuff though. We were we were bopping in and out. We we put up. We played Nelly's Air Force One. Great song, by the way. Yeah, I've heard that song in a minute. And then we did uh. Was it Fergie, my humps? Like just so, just to get it in there. Um, what was funny is uh, this like this other VP and his wife they do the they do basically a karaoke to that song where he is actually he does all the Fergie bits and he was like dancing to the Fergie bits too. And it was just like it was such a funny moment because him and his wife are really adorable together, and they were doing basically a duet to my humps in front of everybody. <laughs> so so you knew we had to see that. Yeah. Um, but I've definitely played some ASAP Rocky. Um, and it's crazy because it it's really funny. Like, cause I listen to this music every day, so I know the words. And then what's funny is when you play certain songs and how people react, and then you start like singing every lyric, every word of the lyrics as the song is being played is like such an amazing thing. Yeah. Um. But but yeah, so people were trying to uh, all right. So people were trying to get me to dance. I like how we're coming back to this. Um, people were trying to get me to dance, and you know, for some reason, like I just like I was sitting on the couch, I was comfortable, and I don't know, maybe I was just being too much of a baby about it. Like I don't know why I didn't feel like as compelled to dance as I was before. And one of my friends gave me shit about it. He goes, "You know what? You were being kind of a bitch all night." And I go, "What?" She goes, "Yeah, I wanted you to dance with me, and you wouldn't." And I go, "I." <laughs> I was dancing on the couch. She goes, bullshit, you were dancing on the couch. Um, she goes, I just want you to dance, and you wouldn't dance. I go, fuck, you're right. I don't know why I didn't dance. And she wasn't the only one. Like People were like pulling my arm to like get me over to dance because I was like bobbing my head at certain songs. You know, like, hey, when 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 the weekend comes on, you know, I, I, I know every word. And, you know, if you can't feel your face and I can't feel my face, I'm going to sing about it. Yeah, people wanted me to dance with, but then like, how do you how do you dance to the weekend? You know, it's a little bit tougher, but uh, but it was good. Man. It was it was uh, overall on a scale of zero to a million. I would say that this one. <laughs> <laughs> what wouldn't like on an arbitrarily large scale? I I did that for a very specific reason. It was because usually when we count these down. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we tried counting down together, what did you go? Ten? <laughs> you started at ten. I don't think I started just... at ten. No, no, no. I started at five, man. I started at five. No. And I was. You started at ten. And oh, you're like, wait, you're why right. did I start? You're this right. High? You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I did. One time I started at ten. I was like, wait, what the hell am I doing? <laughs> you're right. I was at like, one time. Uh, yeah. Because it was like, because you started saying like ten, nine, eight. I go, wait, dude, it's just you and me on this now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But uh, so on a scale of zero to a million, that's it's a solid nine hundred thousand. So a nine, all right, a nine out of ten. There we go. Good job, Sandy. That was a solid nine. Great job. Um, good. You know, it definitely peaked at ten at certain parts. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it felt uh, it ever fell below an eight and a half. All right, that's good. That's solid. 
Yeah. So, uh, I think it was just great to see everybody. You know, it, it it's so much fun to, and and like we didn't get home. We took an Uber home, and, and like me and my friend Harry, because we live next to each other, we ended up getting some water at the local deli. Uh, I didn't get in the bed until like three thirty. Like I got home at like three o'clock. It was crazy. It was so much fun. Yeah. So, we gotta we gotta go back. We gotta do it again soon. Yeah, for sure. That's that's good. I'm glad you're able to do that. Um. Yeah, I think uh, I think that's it. I know I'm coming home. Uh, uh, Prodigal Son returns to Westchester uh, on Tuesday. Yeah. So let's definitely get some breakfast. All right, sounds good. No, Teddy's Teddy. Oh gosh. Oh this my podcast. God! Why did Why did you have to the, make me all sad all of a sudden? The theme of the podcast, like it's centralized around us eating at Teddy's. You know, us us two just having a having a, a relatively quiet lunch and, or, or I'm sorry breakfast and and uh Teddy's is no longer there so we'll hit up Hanks or I can make breakfast or we can go to Megan's I mean any, anything's really possible so um so yeah that that'd be good that'd be good for me uh also Yaron Yaron and Danny did want to uh, meet up we went bowling today so uh oh, we, we, we might do it absolutely. again go bowling apparently I'm the person to beat like apparently apparently I was hustling them I'm not that good of a bowler but um it was it was fun Let's go bowling and grab dinner or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Anything would work. So, where did you guys go bowling again? Went to the Conchester Lanes. Oh, I know that. On three twenty two. Yeah. Yeah. How was that place? It was fine. I mean, I know some. Well, I used to go bowling back in the day, like in, in high. I say this like I bowled a lot. I would go to like, bowling maybe like once a month or so, and yeah. and like late high school when we first got licenses because there was nothing really to do at night. You know, none of us were twenty one. Obviously, we weren't going to bars. We I don't even think we could smoke yet. We was like sixteen, seventeen years old. Right. So, um. Some like sometimes we just wanted to get away from the house. We'd go bowling, and we would go into Exton because there was a there was a bowling lane there, and it, right. it was it was always like popping. But I hated going out there because it was like half an hour away, and, and the Conchester lanes were right there, like ten minutes away from our house. So yeah, um, there's another one in um, on Kirkwood Highway that was that's also pretty good. I think that some people go to, but as far as I was concerned, Conchester lanes was more than good enough. I had a good time there, just bowled, they brought some coffee music. in there. There was some coffee. Yeah, yeah, we stopped it. Stopped Performance enhancing, man. What? You just gotta drink caffeine and you can see the like, pins clear and you and you're not gonna <laughs> and you're gonna you're gonna sit here and pretend like you didn't do anything. Oh, God. Get out of here. We we you know, Danny went in there with the coffee too. They both got a couple beers. They were you know, we just just chilling out and just relaxing, having a good time with friends. They they acted like I was we played four games. I won three of the four games. Danny beat me in the last game. Um, although Yaron did beat Danny in the third game, which Danny will not want to admit, but, uh, Yaron scored, I think like a 32 in the last game. So for someone who's, for someone who bowled like a 32 or 34 in one game to have won against somebody else, I guess that's kind of embarrassing. Yeah, that is embarrassing. Let's yeah. just be honest with each other real quick. They both wanted to be on the podcast, by the way, but I got to get a microphone so we can actually do that. So I can have actual guests sit in the same room. So we'll have to, we'll have to figure that out soon. Yeah, I think if we if we could, it'd be really cool to to get them on the podcast, and I know yeah. that it'd be fun just to introduce them, um, and at least get the questions uh, towards them so we can get that started. Yeah, because it's really like they they have really cool jobs. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, I think I think that's really it for me. Yeah, yeah, same for me. Just just short of an hour, so that's good. Awesome. All right. Well, I'm Reza. I'm Sandy. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll catch you guys next week. Take care, guys.